1: B-movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we are covering The End by Adam M. Booth and Mohawk, the brand new film directed by Ted G. O. G. I'm. How confident are you with that one? I, I don't know. We we covered him before with We Are Still Here. He he did. And at the time I said, you gone. So <laughs> I'm sure. Ted that, Gugong. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm better this time at like, I think, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he
0: reaches out to us and he's like, no, man, Dugong was right. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, I was thinking like Dugong, you know, like he's a, he's like a manatee in a suit. Oh,
1: I was thinking like
0: Gugon. <laughs> Like the stuff <laughs> like that <Coogan. laughs>
1: yeah, yeah gets gunk up, yeah. But yeah, that yeah.
0: stuff works really well, though.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, anyway, speed so. moves and ebooks brought to you by QGON. Yeah, yep. Uh, but uh, before we get into any of our reviews
0: on any of that, what's up with you? Uh, not too much. Like, are you talking like personally? I don't know, man. <laughs> Just whatever. <laughs> personally uh news any of it what what's up oh i got some news Ah, okay what's your news i have a couple of things of news actually (laughs) let me just pull up the news page (laughs) (laughs) okay let me type in reddit okay no um uh new stephen king news i guess Uh in a way um the boogeyman Mm-hmm. Right is being adapted by the same people who wrote A Quiet Place. Okay, that's their that's their new project.
1: You know that uh, Boogeyman is one of the few stories that have has ever like like creep me out after the fact. Uh, okay, I, especially like whenever my daughter was first born, And I was like, you know, having to like rock her to sleep and stuff. I I kept always just not like shivering. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, if I'd hear a noise or something, it would remind me of of that. Have you ever read that short? It's really good. I have not. Really, really good. Forget what it's in. Is it Night Gallery? I think maybe. Uh, Night shift. Night shift. Yeah, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, uh, it's in it's in Night Shift, but there's also like you know standalone <clears> version or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's a it's fantastic. Now, it does have like an almost R.L. Stein type ending and is Mm -hmm. possibly it's him sticking a landing more than I've ever seen King stick the landing before.
0: But it's also real cheesy. Real. He was the boogeyman all along. The real boogeyman is man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on real quick. Uh, I mean, are you gonna
1: read it? Because I'd like to pause it and spoil no. it. Okay, hold on. No. Okay, yeah. So I just spoiled.
0: Uh, we took a quick break. I spoiled it for Brian. <laughs> is that or is that not an RL Stein ending? That sounds like it could have been RL Stein's complete inspiration for writing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like he read the Boogeyman one day and was like, "I want to write that story over and over again."
1: You know, the funny thing about all of that is, um, ew, hold on. Hold on, (laughs) that's not good. Breaking Um, news. (laughs) No, no, I I just got a something came across, you know, from the news machine. Uh, Anyway, but but yeah, it's really really good. I love horror like that. Like Uh I absolutely unabashedly love cheesy horror, especially if it wraps up on a cheesy note. Not really the entire time, but whatever. Uh yeah, so I long story short, I'm excited to see it. Now is yeah. uh Home skillet uh directing it? Dude from the
0: office? Mm, like, I don't think it has a director oh, yet. Okay. Alright, well, neat. No, the only ones that are like um attached to it are the screenwriters, uh Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Okay. That sounds fun. We'll see. I really and like it. some producers and stuff, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, all right. Uh, I, your I, turn. All right. What do you think about, uh, Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker? Is it stupid? Do
0: we care? What's up? I think it's stupid to have like another Joker playing while like Jared Leto is still supposed to be Joker too. Mm hmm. It's kind of dumb. I can see that. But. Also, there's, I don't know, there's a really dumb thing going on in the comics right now, or it's about to start, mm-hmm. where it's like, there's been three Jokers. Okay. Like, and they're different people. The whole time? I don't know. They haven't said anything about it. Huh. Like, they they set it up, like, two years ago in a story arc, and they're just now getting around to it. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. They could be super dumb.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not <laughs> excited about it. I'll put it that way. But I'm also not going to read I'll it. I'll read it. <laughs> well, um, I don't have a whole lot.
0: Oh, um, I got tons, man, oh, dude you you keep me you keep me uh, full of that news. Then you remember how like a long time ago, like we joked that they were going to remake the Crow with Jason Momoa. And then it turns out that they were going to remake The Crow with Jason Momoa. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Um, that's been canceled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was canceled uh, a few weeks back, right?
1: Yeah, I Oh, think yeah, so. but we haven't had a podcast in three weeks. We have not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yep. That's been canceled. Mm, okay. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care about that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just news. We don't have to have opinions. <laughs> we do.
1: <laughs> hey, I actually do have something to bring up on here. Um, hmm. I rented a movie the other day, and I was... this about the crow still? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. No. It better no. be. <laughs> it's not at all about Jason uh. But uh, it's called Terrifier, and it's about just a, it's a clown slasher movie. Real dumb. Mm-hmm. Real fun. If people are into slashers totally totally fun i actually recommend it it's very very like uh, brutal if you're into that sort of thing if you're not don't watch it but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's very very brutal and, but like really really felt like an, a lost 80s slasher
0: which oh nice kind of cool so anyway <laughs> well, that's cool yeah yeah, I, what I would you give it out of out of ten? I I wouldn't feel right doing
1: that. <laughs> <of> I <laughs> no, I will review it out of five. No, but I wouldn't feel right doing that because I was woodworking in the garage and just watching at it.
0: I only even got it. I pictured it like playing in your living room, and you just still going out and woodworking in your garage, and then coming back like every thirty minutes. No, like, no. That's a pretty good movie. <laughs> there was a lot of screaming I heard, but uh, it seemed brutal.
1: No, but uh, no, I have a TV in the garage, and so I honestly I rented it because it was. Uh, you know, add another movie for thirty cents or whatever Redbox was throwing at me that day, and so I was like, "Ah, oh, that's too cheap not to get something to watch while I work." <laughs> so, so that's what I did. Well, plus I have the Bluetooth headphones, so I can oh. I can listen to everything. You know, with power tools going on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing unsafe there. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, what what other news you got?
0: I, I got a couple other things here. Boom! I'm prepared today. Do it. Uh, coming to Shutter pretty soon is a creep show anthology show. I, I know. I'm excited about that. Are Are you?
1: Show is great. Yeah. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I think uh, our connection got uh, messed up. Yeah, I'm
0: excited about that.
1: I think that, that will
0: be amazing. I just hope that they have uh Stephen King reprise his role
1: <laughs> still growing <laughs> weeds on me
0: <laughs> yeah. oh my God, but you know it's it's your typical anthology like every episode be you know written and directed by different people and stuff like that yeah that it that'll, could that'll, be totally awesome
1: that'll be great i mean i love I love shudder and theory um. You know, I'm kind of annoyed at it right now because I have it through Prime and I didn't get the Billy Bob or, or Joe Bob Briggs thing on yeah. my Prime one, so I'm a little annoyed about that. But um, what also kind of annoys me is they do original programming, but they mm-hmm. they don't put it out that often. So like they'll buy up movies from fests and put that out, but like their original programming, they have a, a series of, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I think what's the guy's name, Rodney Asher. The guy who did uh, that room... What's The Shining Room? I'm blanking on it right now. but Room 237? Yes, the documentary 237. You know, that Room 237 documentary. Um, so good. He did that, and he also did The Nightmare. Well, he has his own show on there, but they've only put out one episode in like
0: four months. Like, oh, so, I hate it when people don't stick to schedules.
1: Yeah, but come on. like Four months <laughs> is way too much. It,
0: that's not just being... You know, well, one week late. Like, maybe it's it's publishing schedule is uh, you know, three times a year. Maybe, but they should be pretty
1: explicit about saying that. Then, <laughs> you know, not like catch new episodes weekly
0: or <laughs> I don't know that that's what they said. But still, it probably just, did. Yeah. Um, I got two little things. Uh, one of them you might be interested in. Uh, do you know there's a Swamp Thing TV show coming out? What? No. <laughs> that's the one you might be interested in. Uh,
1: really? Am I big uh, big yeah, it's swamp a, it's a all... mark, huh? Am I a big mark for swamp thing?
0: No, but like, I feel like that's a a comic book character you would be okay with. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. I I own at least part two, the real campy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but they're uh, doing a, a live action one on uh, DC's new streaming service that they have coming out in like a couple months. Um, the same channel that has like the, the new Titans show and stuff like that. Hmm. Like Teen Titans. Yeah. But uh, I mean, because like Swamp Thing started off as a horror comic. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Um. back in like the 70s and then got real crazy with uh, what's his face? Um, magician dude, Alan Moore. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if it's going to be more of a horror thing um, or not, but it could be. And it's not supposed to take like, it's not supposed to be in continuity with any of their other shows. So that gives it leeway to be real dark. Yeah. So. Well, cool. Yeah. That could uh, be cool. Yeah.
1: I, I'll, I'll watch i watch it. I like Swan things. I just didn't know that that was the perception people have of me. Fucking yeah i mean thing, i've dude. talked about it with other people before <laughs> craig swamp thing wade <laughs> uh, man have you seen any of the things about the limited edition comic-con uh universal monster sock
0: shoes? no there's only 12 look, pair of each kind and look at you pronouncing it correctly even though it sounds way wrong <laughs> yeah, sockony is what it should be, but uh, yeah, no, we, 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 we work together as shoe salesmen. We both know that it's. Yeah. It, there was a pronunciation guide on the side of boxes, and people still messed it up. I know it, it's sock a knee. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so they have Dracula, Frankenstein, the Metaluna Meta mutant, and Wolfman. And I gotta no say, no creature from the Black Lagoon. No, no. But no mummy. No. Uh, but I would totally wear the uh, So there's only 12 pairs of each kind And it's going to San Diego Comic Con they're 95 bucks each But I would totally wear the Dracula Or Frankenstein ones They're awesome But my, the Wolfman one looks like shit And so does the Metal <laughs> mutant. <laughs> but whatever Um. Mm-hmm. Alright well we've completed Oh I got news. one more thing Okay
0: uh, is it's just quick. Oh, yeah. Um, Dude. you see those those new images and stuff from the new Godzilla movie? No. Oh, they look awesome. <laughs> When's it released? Uh, what?
1: When's it coming out? Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. Do do do. Next year, May two thousand nineteen. You wanna go watch it? yeah okay heck yeah we went and saw the other one yeah this one's got uh millie bobby brown in it from stranger things mm-hmm. um maybe she dies in the first 20 minutes also yeah <laughs> it would, just... that would be funny if that was like something they just kept doing just killing off who you think is the main character every 20 minutes yeah that was surprising it was he got bridged like captain kirk i uh, sure yeah you don't know what that means he died on a bridge oh okay unceremoniously cool (laughs) yeah all right well i mean what do you think about it uh i am super excited because the first one was great i don't care what anybody says um king kong was amazing right Mm -hmm. and then uh this one is like you know it's it's building up the whole like monarch thing that king kong and um the the first Godzilla did, mm-hmm. and I don't know who he's fighting. Oh, uh, Mothra, Rodan, and Ghidorah, all of them. Huh. <laughs> well, that so, sounds, sounds cool to me. Yeah, I'm excited.
1: Like, I'm I'm really excited now that it's more monsters fighting him You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of just random things, or just people. You know, like oh, he's fucking up the city, and then it turns out like he was saving the city, and. You know, (laughs) like I, I, those movies write themselves, except for Godzilla. What was the one Final Wars? That movie did not write itself. That was
0: so awesome. But all right. Well, I mean, it's it's been weird. Like sometimes he's a good guy. Yeah. You know, and then like the very first one, he was just wrecking shit. Like that was the whole thing. Yeah. And then they killed him with the oxygen destroyer. That's Uh, it. That's all I got to say.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll take a break on that note and (laughs) um, uh, what do you want to cover? The end? Sure. With the end? We'll be right back. We are back we're talking the end by adam m booth but before we get into that what's up with you brian no i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, yeah so uh
0: one thing that i didn't pull up was the synopsis but oh you want you want you want to rehear the synopsis oh yeah yeah you got it up nope (laughs) all right (laughs) okay uh wow that's a long synopsis okay let's do this uh, a zombie horror told from the zombies perspective the end is one woman's account of the end of her life her family and everything like many single parents in her in their 30s zoe is overworked overburdened and low on company and when the zombie apocalypse begins she is forced to face the monster that has taken her over the horrors she sho- he shows her and her own murky past mm. okay yeah that's that's actually pretty spot on Yeah, Um, you would hope from the official synopsis inside the Kindle book. Yeah, but sometimes you don't get that.
1: Sometimes you don't get one that's really that on the nose. But uh, that really is the entire plot of this book. Yeah, so it's about a woman. She's like full of regrets for being a bad mom or something (laughs) along those lines. And then she gets bit by a zombie and she's just recounting her life. Um is that
0: correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so uh, no, you It's re- like you're quizzing me on whether or not I'm re- I've read the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> no. It, it was it was weird that part with the space pirates though. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so she's sitting there and uh she's recounting her life and she's uh, regretful and honestly, unfortunately, that's most of the book.
0: Well, I'd say that's like the first quarter of it. And then it's her regretful in the body of a zombie.
1: Yeah. and <laughs> uh, Okay. So, I mean, as far as plot goes, that's, uh, I would say that's about all that we can give up without giving the entire book up. Correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think there. okay. There really wasn't much of a plot. No. Because the, the main focus on it was sort of this existential horror of turning into a zombie where you have nothing that you can do about it. Yeah. You know, like, um, we had sort of a similar thing with, uh, what was the, the one we did? Um oh, Good Boy. Good Boy, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, exactly. Except where Good
0: Boy was funny, this was more poetic. Yes. It, it was real, like... There was a couple of violent and gory parts, uh-huh. right? But most of the horror uh was, you know, existential.
1: One thing that I did really, really like uh, about this book um was how almost it was like the zombies and everything was just connected. Like they were a monolith going
0: through, right? Yeah. A- and- yeah it was it was because I think it was more like you know they weren't like a hive mind or anything like that. it was just they were so like singularly dedicated to a cause, you know, and that cause was just food mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and so it's just like they kind of a- acted as one big zombie swarm, you know instead of like individual things yeah and she kind of got caught up in that um but i mean that's kind of standard for zombie stuff Yeah, no, it totally you know? is that they that they you know one guy smells something and
1: signals and then they all just go you know yeah totally is but being a reluctant participant in a monolithic
0: situ- situation like that is kind of interesting you know yeah yeah, no. Some of my favorite parts were when he described like just you know, what happened because they were so singular in their focus, like when she's with the smaller group of zombies and they're in like a a mall or a building or something, and you know, she said that the, or he said that the escalator was still on, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they tried to go up the escalator. Or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, and it's just like they don't understand what they're doing. And it's just they keep doing it until it works, you know, or or until they can go somewhere. And, you know, some of my favorite parts were that where it was just describing like sort of this zombie wave overtaking things in their path. And, um, you know, the main character was aware of it all because she was just kind of along for the ride. You know, and so she's just describing the horror she sees, but she can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, Uh, there's one point in the book where she goes out, um, she goes out into the elements, (laughs) starts freezing. Yeah. I loved that part. Okay, Uh, because, so she goes out and she starts freezing to death, or actually not death, but just starts freezing over, and, and her eyes and stuff, uh get frozen and and get caught up you know turning into ice and shit and it says at one point the frost on my left eye melted as the errant sun caught it and i saw out through a damaged cornea over a white field that glistened like acres of finely broken glass please don't imagine beauty there was none to see i thought that was an awesome yeah Uh, yeah
0: there were some great parts
1: like that yeah the actual writing and, and execution of prose was great let's flip to the other side of the equation uh, plot wise. Uh, it's not even clear what happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially. Uh, okay. So in, in the middle and stuff like that, it it is, you know, or there's certain things that she starts letting you in on in her past where you're like, oh, okay, I get that. And then at the end, it's almost like it, tries to take like a twist but doesn't take the rest of the story into account of the twist yeah. and you have no idea what's actually happening yeah yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> no that's either one, that or we're both idiots that's what I was gonna say we could just be really really dumb and that's yeah. why we're talking R.L. Stein at the beginning of this like
0: dude those <laughs> books are so heady <laughs> <laughs> R.L. Stein really makes you think man yeah <clears throat> now, uh but the
1: uh, I don't know, there were so many parts of this book that seemed more like poetry than than uh you know, standard fiction. Yeah. And I think that this writer I've never read anything by Adam M. Booth. I don't know if this is his only thing. I don't know anything about him. I, I don't know no, how we he came across
0: this book. <laughs> uh I came across this book.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and <coughs> excuse me. And so it, it makes me wonder if he writes poetry as well. Uh from what I'm seeing he's he's a painter also. Mm, I think we I think we just tackled the issue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he told an abstract story. <laughs> well, I don't know. This does maybe I went to the wrong guy's website. Uh, Oh, I did. Oh, okay. I went to Adam oh. Booth instead of Adam M. Booth. Adam M. Booth is a writer of horror and dark
1: fiction. His work imp- includes the acclaimed zombie horror, The End, modern gothic horror, Angela, psychological thriller, Drive, and his newly released book, The Zombie Drama, Tell Death. Mm-hmm. Um... He really, I mean, he's got a way with words. He's very, very good in terms of crafting sentences and making them flow in a very
0: eloquent manner. Oh, yeah. This was probably the most artistic zombie book I've ever read.
1: <laughs> it totally was. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I wish he had
0: fleshed out the plot a, a little more. I mean, for your average th- dumb that, dumb. that didn't necessarily bother me. I just want to know what the hell happened in the last two pages.
1: Well, I do. Okay. So the whole book, even when she's a zombie, she's kind of going to, she's trying to find her daughter and it's never clear. Like your payoff is never clear. There was never a pass or fail at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if you're, where you're singularly aiming for something and then it isn't clear. It bothers, bothered me. So anyway. Uh, I did really like the epilogue, though. Oh, I did too. I thought there was uh, like so so much, honestly, to like about it, except for that one particular thing that really bothered me. There yeah. was a lot a lot of really cool stuff happened in it, and it was very unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, writing the writing was good. The I would say the downsides are nothing really happened in the book. Except for, I'm an unwilling participant in the slow moving horde. Yeah, and it, it was totally uneven. Like there were parts in the middle that kind of almost felt like splatterpunky or or like extreme horror when it would start going into you know the viscosity of guts and all sorts of shit. Right, like it it felt like it was aiming for that, but then it was way too poetic in the in the other parts to be like that. So I don't really know what was going on with that. But uh either way, hell it's it's it was a pretty I think it's memorable,
0: I'll give it that. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um I mean it's a, it's enough for I I I'd, I'd check out some other stuff of his. Yeah. You know, just to see what's going on. Yeah. Yep.
1: Same here. Samzie's. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, we're uh, so professional. <laughs> I give it Samsies. <laughs> Samzies McTotes. Uh, <laughs> so, all in all, uh, what would you give it out of a five?
0: Um, I'd say like I want. I want to go like a solid three and a half. You know, just because like I really like the the meat of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but like you said, it's like, you know, you get to a point where it's very unclear about what just happened. And it's like, that could be artistic license Mm -hmm. or I'm just an idiot, but it's just like, I don't know. There was not really, there was no point to it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. But um, I really like the actual execution of the story. Yeah, same.
1: So. Um, I, I'm going to go just a tiny bit lower and say a three out of five only because uh, it, uh, the actual execution of the, you know, the actual writing itself, the prose and how beautiful and, and yet grotesque. Uh, the the writing actually was was the strong point for me, but I'm also much more interested in story than I am, uh, you know, well executed prose. And to mm-hmm. me, the story just needed either some more subplots or something something going on in order to uh, keep me invested. It, it kind of because of that, the pacing just killed me. And then for their the payoff uh, the payoff to be a little unclear, it bothered me. So I'm going to say a three out of five. I am interested in reading other stuff, though, by him. I think it's, uh, you know, he could be a damn good writer. And I'm not saying that this was bad, but it just really wasn't. Didn't really do it for me, but it wasn't bad either. So solid middle of the road three and a half or three out of five. Okay, cool. All right. We uh, will be right back with our review of Mohawk. All right, we are back. We're talking Mohawk, the brand new um action film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> All right. Drama? Is it a drama? It, I mean, was it horror? <laughs> no, I didn't know what this movie was. Um you know, you you were the one like I was on my suggested movies on Netflix and mm-hmm. you were like hey we should watch it
1: yeah i was expecting it to be horror uh because like it, it's uh screened at like um, i can't remember where but it's covered through horror outlets and it was the dude that did we're still here you know so i mm-hmm. assumed that it was yeah. a horror film and it wasn't but it was still good um it was <laughs> spoiler i guess yeah spoiler alert <laughs> anyway uh So, the summary, uh, after one member of her tribe sets an American camp ablaze, a young Mohawk warrior finds herself pursued by a contingent of military renegades set on revenge. Fleeing deep in the woods, they call home Oak and Calvin, along with their British companion, Joshua, must now fight back against the bloodthirsty Colonel Holt and his soldiers. They must use every resource the forest can offer. That's very much the entire plot <laughs> of the film. God.
0: Well, yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. There, and there's some weird stuff that happens, but I just think that it's funny. Like, if this movie would have been made like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. it would have been the opposite. Like, mm-hmm. it, it would have been because in this one, the American soldiers are the bad guys. Uh, right yeah (laughs) and if this would have been made a long time ago it probably would have been the opposite you know and and to be honest that's kind of what it huh (laughs) are you saying this is woke (laughs) (laughs) i mean to be honest that's kind of what i was expecting because like i didn't read the synopsis or anything and so i was just kind of picturing it was going to be like you know like the revenant or something yeah But it wasn't. I didn't see the revenant. Revenant was good. Just bears everywhere. That's what I just tons of bears.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I I got you. I I kind of felt the same way. And in fact, even to the point. So it starts with like uh, the British soldier arguing with not arguing. I guess he's talking with uh, these two uh, Mohawk fully grown adult tribe people's mom. Uh, uh, and he's, he's telling them that they, you know, the Mohawk had stayed uh, neutral during the revolutionary war and they need to choose a side in order yeah. to help them live because otherwise yeah. they're going to be collateral damage and all this stuff. And so I'm like, Oh yeah, they're, they're,
0: they're dying anyway. So they might as well help the British
1: yeah and i was like oh man he's gonna screw him over so bad right yeah and then no he didn't he, no, he just didn't. was, he like was a really literally a friend yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a friend and like a, a secret lover to the, the daughter but not like oh, a creepy bad. i don't think it was very
0: secret <laughs> no
1: yeah yeah like i kept waiting for his heel turn and it just didn't come he was just a nice dude <laughs>
0: Did you just, were you expecting a heel turn because he's British?
1: No, no, no. I just figured
0: that both sides were. were out to get the Indians.
1: <laughs> you know? Like, should have picked mm-hmm. a side sooner. Well, that's what I figured was happening in the film. But anyway, um, and, you know, I don't know enough about Mohawk interaction during the Revolutionary War to know
0: if that's what happened at all. You know? Yeah. yeah i don't i don't know enough about it to dispute it either yeah but uh so anyway
1: oh this was also co-written by grady hendrix um (laughs) author of horror store my best friend's exorcism and uh last year's awesome awesome uh reference book paperbacks from hell cool yeah Uh, which i thought was kind of cool also
0: making me think that it would be a horror film <laughs> but, yeah it was not it was like it was like a little bit more aggressive dances with wolves
1: yeah it just didn't <laughs> shy away from uh, a little
0: <laughs> it didn't shy away from violence at all you know and, well i mean there was only like a a few things like this is weird it was it was probably the like lowest budget like revolutionary war period piece I've ever seen (laughs) yeah Yeah, because it was just like them hanging out in the woods yeah (laughs) and it was like there were some really neat shots and things but you know you could tell it it didn't have a huge budget Mm. right um and and it was like I think it was acted competently and I think it was, you know, there was some really neat like cinematography shots in it. Um, but it was just, it was just strange. Like, I don't think I'd ever seen like a low budget revolutionary war movie. Yeah. I mean, I keep, we keep saying revolutionary war. It's 1812. So <laughs> close to <Yeah>. it still <laughs> where we're kind of fighting the British about stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Um. Uh. So. Uh, just getting on from what you were saying, it was shot well. Acting was good. Very well done. I, I felt like it had tight direction. Um, mm-hmm. The only, my only criticism would be that it kind of had the bottle episode syndrome, where, you know, they they never moved far enough outside of there that it all just kind of felt like one extended long scene.
0: Yeah. And there's a part where they visit like, did they go back to the same fort or did they go to the same fort twice? I'm not sure about that. I thought it was, I thought it, no, I thought it was there. Uh, Yeah. It was supposed to be a different fort, right? Oh, was it like the same fort? I think it was the same exact fort, but I mean, that's the thing is like, it was in the woods for 99% of the movie. Yeah. And so it, you're right. It did feel like one long scene almost. Um, There was very little to like kind of break it up. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I I did think like it was a low key sort of um, like rape revenge genre. You know what I mean, like a, I spit on your grave type thing, like is is sort of what it felt like in the the third act, mm-hmm. but you know without the rape part. Yeah. So just revenge, <laughs> but, but you know, a re- yeah, you know, you know what I mean, like it's like the like a like a revenge movie, you know, where the yes, like where something bad
1: happens and and uh, it's like plays on like a, a woman regrouping to execute revenge and she's big and tough yeah. right yes i yeah, know yeah, exactly yeah.
0: what you're talking about and yeah i can like, see that like that or um was the your next or whatever yeah yeah like it had that sort of feel to it um you know so there there was i think some you know 70s kind of horror influence in there but this wasn't a horror movie at all um, it kind of felt like there was not really shoehorning of supernatural elements in there, um, or just like the the visions mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know. But I don't know. It was still it was just basically uh, evil American soldiers trying to kill Indians.
1: Uh, yeah, and even less than <laughs> that, it was like one evil American soldier, yeah. pushing his squad who, to do bad. One
0: one evil American soldier who doesn't know how, uh, like f- field commissions go. <laughs> like kidding? <getting a laughs>
1: yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I. am I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect from this film. It was exactly what I thought it was, it, except for different genre. I, I mean, I knew that. I knew the plot. I just was expecting more of a horror story. But that said, I really, really enjoyed it. Like a lot more than I expected. I thought it was very fun. Like not fun. <laughs> it's a wrong word. It was a
0: laugh riot.
1: No, but it, like not that it was super suspenseful. But it kept my interest. Like the yeah, entire definitely. Time. Like. I wasn't tempted to mess around on my phone or do anything. <laughs>
0: not, that mm-hmm. I, not that I have like some <laughs> you are, you are woodworking. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. It kept my interest very well. And I, I thought that it was very just well-made, very mm-hmm. edge of your seat type stuff. Honestly, uh, it had that kind of feel where you weren't sure if good or bad was going to win, you know? And that's yeah. good because a lot of action films, even though you, they kind of you know the good guys are down right now you know that they're going to come back and win but this one yeah uh, it was like what's going to what's going to happen
0: it's anyone's guess and Mm -hmm. i thought
1: that that was kind of kind of cool
0: um yeah um yeah there was there was one character in particular who i thought was going to have like a redemption arc mm -hmm. right and then just just totally died (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> Spoiler alert, yeah, you know, and it's like, so it's it, it, you're you're right. There is this sense of like, you don't know where any of it's going to go.
1: Yeah, you kind know? of in in that respect, it kind of reminded me of like a Tarantino type feel Not mm-hmm. that it was overly Tarantino dialogue, ten minute diatribe shit, or any of that, but no. it just had this real mean sense of uh, violence and like very cheap sense of life,
0: you know, like, yeah.
1: where lives are disposable completely. Like they are in a Tarantino film. And, yeah. and so anyway, um, it did hearken back to that. I really liked it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I would say that I, unless you have anything else, are you ready
0: to grade? Oh, it? I was just saying uh, like, you know, I was going into it expecting bone tomahawk uh-huh. and I got, you know, last of the Mohicans uh-huh. Right. <laughs> but it it wasn't disappointing. You know, there there were a few rough edges where you could really tell that it was, you know, a low budget movie, but I think it was overall entertaining and some unexpected things and I liked it. Oh, cool. So, it. so what the end. would you give it out of a five? Um, I'd probably still go three and a half.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I liked it a little better n- than you did. I would go four out of five. Um, this, like, I, it really ticked a lot of uh, boxes for me. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I'm totally interested in what this guy is
0: doing. You know, these oh, small... Oh, 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 one last thing. Sorry, go ahead. Nothing. I was going to say, the music was interesting because a lot of it was like... 80s synth music, yeah, almost. <laughs> and it was like, what is going on here? <laughs> and, but it, strangely, it fit. It was weird. Like, um, you you don't think about putting uh, 80s synth music into a movie about 1812. But whatever, yeah. it, it was. It worked <laughs> weirdly enough. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah. So. All right, well, that was uh, Mohawk, uh, and you can actually check that out on Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure if it's available yeah. overseas or in Canada on Netflix, but at least here in America, uh, you know. <laughs> Just the way you said that. Well, I mean, we have a lot of, we got a lot of people that listen to the podcast that aren't here.
0: you are know? over here in America,
1: <laughs> where we eat beef. <laughs> we shoot our fireworks on the Fourth of July.
0: Now it's a, you. Just, you need more jowls. Okay. <laughs> anyway, nobody knows what we're talking about now. Uh, but yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it's it's available. So <laughs> we'll be back. And. Uh We'll With be back the, in probably two weeks. Hopefully. We We're not going to make any promises. Yeah, we'll see you then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.